Hello, and welcome to episode 30 of the Educating Investors Podcast. My name is Scott Peterson, Financial Advisor of Harmony Wealth Management. Thanks for tuning in for today's episode. Brexit or no deal Brexit, that is the question. I believe that educated investors equal successful investors. The goal of this podcast is to help to educate as many individuals as possible on markets, the economy, and financial planning topics. As we are headed into the end of the year and the official exit of the UK from the EU, it is a good time to see where we are in terms of a potential of a no-deal Brexit. As I discussed in episode 28 of this podcast, update on market volatility, one of the potential risks that could potentially add to an increase in volatility was a no-deal Brexit at the end of this year. Currently, the UK and the EU are near the end of a transition period that is set to end on December 31st, 2020, during which the UK and EU are negotiating their future relationship. The UK remains subject to EU laws and remains part of the EU custom union and single market during this transition, but is no longer part of the EU political bodies or institutions. UK Prime Minister Boris Johnson and Ursula von der Leyen, the President of the European Commission, said on Friday that the UK is likely to crash out of the European market at the end of the year without a trade treaty on the UK and the European Union's future relationship, two days after a dinner in Brussels that failed to bridge what both sides have called wide differences on substantive issues. That is at least something both leaders agree on after 10 months of tense negotiations and no deal to this point. The European Union is taking no chances. Brussels on Thursdays unveiled an emergency plan that aims to keep UK-EU trade and travel moving even in the event of the dreaded no-deal scenario, in which there is no agreement at all governing nearly a trillion dollars in cross-channel annual trade. The EU's contingency plan would require UK consent and cover travel by air and road, shipping and fishing for six months. Boris Johnson warned his countrymen that, looking at where we are at, it's vital that everyone now gets ready for the absence of a deal, a scenario that he still calls the Australian option, even though the EU doesn't have a trade treaty with Australia. Boris Johnson has stated that the UK would prosper mightily if it goes with the Australian option. However, the country's Office for Budget Responsibility, which has shown that a no-deal Brexit will have a more adverse impact on the UK economy than the COVID-19 pandemic. So what are the outstanding issues holding up an agreement before year's end? The first one is fishing rights. London and Brussels simply can't agree on rules governing fishing rights, which has long been an emotional political issue for many Britons who say they got a subpar deal when London joined the European Economic Community in the 1970s. They complain that non-British boats now draw in more than 60% of the value of fish drawn from English waters. The UK says that its fishing water should be first and foremost for British boats, but the EU wants to retain the rules that allow its vessels to have full access, threatening that it will block London's special access to its single market. As EU boats catch fish worth around £600 million in the UK waters every year, Brussels is under huge pressure from the fishing communities in dozens of member states not to back down. The second issue is a level playing field. EU-wide rules and regulations seek to ensure that no country gains competitive edge over another. But in exchange for privileges access to the EU's marketplace, Europe is now demanding that Britain not adopt new labor, environmental, taxation, and other rules that might undermine the competitiveness of European companies. Brexiteers, on the other hand, are furious, arguing that adhering to EU policies and regulations negates the entire Brexit mission altogether. The last issue is enforcement of the agreement. 
the EU and UK have not been able to come up with the process to determine how the commitments in the accord will be enforced, as well as what effective remedies each side could take if others break the agreement. Without an agreement, this could cause issues for both sides, especially in a time when the countries in the EU and the UK are dealing with the impact of another wave of the coronavirus. A no-deal Brexit will just lead to more uncertainty and potential volatility for their economies and markets. For the EU, a no-deal Brexit would end decades of free trade with the UK that have been a boon for EU businesses and could come to an abrupt end in a no-deal scenario. could make the GDP of the EU, which has long enjoyed a healthy trade surplus with the UK, contract in the near term if European companies have to pay tariffs and meet quotas. Deutsche Bank forecasted a no-deal Brexit would knock off 0.4% of GDP of the EU. Even with an agreement, Deutsche Bank forecasts that the EU would see European output fall by 0.2% of GDP. Importantly, the Europeans are also worried that London will cut social and environmental standards and become a low-regulation economic competitor like China, which continues to flood the bloc's market. For the UK, a no-deal Brexit would be worse. If no deals reached by January 1, British businesses that have long benefited from access to the bloc's custom union will find themselves facing massive bureaucratic hurdles and high costs on goods crossing borders. This is a big deal considering the UK does more than half of all of its trade within the EU, which imports 43% of all British goods. Economists at Deutsche Bank estimate that a no-deal Brexit would cost Britain an estimated 1.1% of GDP in lost trade. Even if there was a last gasp deal will be a thin, at best, similar to a free trade agreement between Canada and the EU. The British government's own modeling suggests that under such an accord, Britain's GDP will be 5% lower in 15 years than it would have been had the country stayed in the EU. With no deal, the cost rises to 8%. The German credit agency Euler Herms has forecast that the cost of imports could rise by 15% and inflation could increase by 5 and 5 the impact on the UK equity markets would be tied more to small and mid-cap companies that are more domestic-oriented in terms of revenue and earnings. Many large-cap companies in the UK that are part of the FTSE 100 are multinational companies that derive revenue from overseas and could benefit from the pound being lower. According to an article at Schroeder's, only 29% of the revenues of FTSE 100 firms come from the UK. UK banks could be hurt if the Bank of England decides to start a negative interest rate policy. The market could be buffered by easier monetary policy and potentially additional fiscal support by the UK government. In Europe, European car manufacturers would be heavily impacted. Germany, Europe's biggest economy, is Britain's biggest EU trading partner. Auto industry associations estimate that a no-deal Brexit would add 57.7 billion euros in costs for EU auto plants. Germany exports a wide variety of industrial products to Britain, including almost 800,000 cars a year, or about 14% of all the cars it makes domestically. Even with these issues, the UK and Europe faces, their markets are trading at lower valuations than the US. According to Arredeni Research, the S&P 500 is trading at a forward PE of 22.9 times, versus the UK trading at 14.3 times and Europe trading at 16.6 times. Earnings growth for Europe and the UK are estimated to be higher than the US for 2021. Earnings growth for the UK in 2021 is estimated to be 39.7% and 37.7% for Europe with the US at 19.2%. 
So investors should have exposure to international equities to provide diversification to their U.S. holdings and their portfolio as a whole. Starting valuation can be used as a determinant of long-term returns, and Europe and the U.K. are trading at lower valuations to the U.S. Just be prepared that there could be some additional volatility if the no-deal Brexit happens. This completes this episode of the Educating Investors podcast. I know that time is an important asset for everybody, so I appreciate you taking part of your day to listen. If you enjoyed the content of this podcast, feel free to share this with other friends and family that may be interested. Also, feel free to check out my website at www.harmonywealthmanagement.com to learn more about what I do as well as to find my contact information and links to my LinkedIn page and blog. The Educating Investors podcast is presented for informational purposes only. The information presented on the Educating Investors podcast should not be construed as investment advice. Always consult a licensed investment professional before making investment decisions. The Educating Investors podcast that host Scott Peterson and his firm Harmony Wealth Management LLC should not be held liable for losses resulting from investment decisions based on information or viewpoints presented on the Educating Investors podcast show.